0: Rachel says, how far along paying down PPOR, Principal Place of Residence, should you buy an investment property? Well, Glenn, what do you think on this? Well, there's no shoulds. Like no one has to buy an investment property. What? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Is that a fact?
1: Yeah. But again, let's go back. We touched on it in our last question. Whatever age, whatever vibe, whatever part of life you're at, if you've got an income you need to have your financial foundation. So we want to make sure because, and you might be thinking, oh, that's pretty normal, Glenn, to have all this stuff sorted. But there could be someone listening to this podcast for the first time today, and hello. The, that they've, they've found this podcast, they've got their home, they want to buy an investment property, but they don't have their foundations in order. So we need to make sure you're out of any consumer debt. You need to ensure that you do have some type of cash buffer in your life. We like to call that an emergency fund. I would really want you to consider uh, ensuring that your income is protected, some income protection insurance, uh, some death cover for the family, disability cover, make sure all that's done and make sure your wills and estate planning are done as well. And while you are doing the foundations of the Sound Financial House and for those who have my book, it's on page 70. There's a diagram of it. Um You'd really want to make sure if you're paying extra on your mortgage, just turn that back down to the minimum mortgage repayment uh, while we focus on cleaning up any other type of debt. Um, If we have to pay some of the money that we're paying to our mortgage, to insurances, if we're paying over the minimum amount, I'd certainly rather you put that into your uh, insurances and protection before we worry about um, what we're going to do in the future. So part of that foundation is to have a, a spending plan in place uh, so yeah, once you've done all that, that will give you a really good kind of base camp of ready to go. Okay, what do, I want, what do I want to do? Now, John, the fact that Rachel has actually said that magical word investment property, um, will assume that she does want to do that. Mm. I, I don't know if she's got a um, a partner or or whatnot, but you know they've got their home, or she's got her house. She wants to buy an investment property. So as a practical example, John, Rachel's got a principal place of residence. She's been in it for a year. She's been in it for 10 minutes. She's been in it for 10 years. Talk us through the process of buying an investment property once we've paid down our mortgage Mm. a little bit
0: Yep. So as Glenn rightfully did, he, he covered off on the, the boring stuff that needs to be covered before we look at an investment property. So I think a big mistake that people make, I believe, is they spend too long paying down their own mortgage before they decide to grab some equity and go and build wealth. Right? Um, I, I see it day in, day out where people come to me and say, oh, we've been thinking about buying a property for 10 years but we've just been focusing on paying it down and that was our number one goal, Um, which is okay, but just understand that we can potentially do it sooner. So, Rachel, for you, I would look at your loan-to-value ratio and first thing is get a valuation. So get a bank valuation or a few to see what your property is actually worth And then work out what your debt is and understand that it should be at 70%, uh, meaning you can borrow back up to 80%. Because I don't think you want to go into lenders mortgage insurance territory just to buy an investment property um, using the equity from your own.
1: Okay, lots going on there how does somebody go about getting their home valued? Are we calling the real estate agent? Are we
0: calling valuation.com.au forward slash what up Dale? (laughs) So we, we can get a real estate agent, but that's going to be a sales appraisal, not accurate to be used by the bank. So we go straight to a mortgage broker or a lender and say, look, value my property, won't cost you anything this is what it comes back in at, great, let's go and get two others or get your mortgage broker to get two others. So you've got a cross section of valuations from a number of different people or companies. Um, So then, yeah, then you need to work out your loan to value ratio and you need to look at your servicing. So your income um, against that, can I take that equity out and can I borrow more money to go and buy an investment property? So First step, valuation. Second step, have I got equity? Third step, have I uh, can I lend extra money to go and buy something? And then probably the last part of it, which Rachel sounds like she's already covered, is are you ready to go and do this? Have I got the risk profile to say, yeah, I want to build my wealth and I want to use property as a as an investment tool or an asset class? That's how I'd go about it. But I think,
1: Rachel, you would know like – if you've just moved into your home that you're living in and at the time you had to pay some lenders mortgage insurance mm-hmm. and the property might be worth 700,000 and you've got a mortgage of 650 and it's only been 12 months, you probably should know just in terms of you know practically gut feel that
0: there's not going to be any meat in it anyway. Okay, so let's use a real life example. Yeah, please. We bought it for 800. Yep. The debt's 720. So we put in um, 10% deposit, 80 grand, plus our stamps, but our mortgage is 720. Our value is 800. Fast forward, the market's moved really well. It's now a million dollars. My oh, Times by 80% is 800K minus 720. I've got 80K of usable equity there to take and buy an investment property with.
1: Okay, someone, you might have to press the rewind 15 seconds to a couple of times to, to get that. But effectively, John, what you're saying is if there was equity in a property, you can't just instantly use all of that to draw out to either buy shares or mm. buy another
0: property. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Up to 80% of its value uh, and then you minus the debt off. Yeah. So that's that whole dance between paying down the debt and the property increasing in value so you're reducing your loan-to-value ratio. Yeah, And realistically, uh,
1: Rachel or anyone who is looking at um, building wealth for the long term or maybe like this house here that I'm living in, it's not my long-term, like I'm not leaving here feet first in a box type mm. house, mm. I would hope. So I'm only paying the minimum principal and interest mortgage repayments and all of my other money is just sitting inside my offset account and I know a lot of you who listen have a similar structure to this because we don't want to have to put extra repayments into the mortgage because then if we want to pull that out, we will run into some issues regarding tax deductibility of that money. Yeah. So I mean, it's a good question, and I really would encourage anyone who's really like thirsty for property as an investment uh, to to go over and subscribe to John's and Emily's podcast, My Millennial Property, because they go deep in all this crap. We do, we love it. Mm.